0: Good evening, good evening, good evening, everyone, and welcome to another edition of Catholic Reflections. I hope everyone had a wonderful Christmas. Sorry if I haven't been on. Things have been a little crazy. I uh, took a, a couple days vacation to go see my mom. That was that was really nice, but I'm back. And we're going to do our readings. Today, we're actually going to be talking about persecution. Because, actually, well, it's tomorrow's readings. It's about St. Stephen. Uh, Stephen, the mar- one of the early martyrs of the church. And so it's it's very fitting that we should be talking about persecution on his memorial. So Feast of Saint Come on, you dick. Come on. Uh, okay. Feast of Saint Stephen, first martyr. Stephen, filled with grace and power, was working great wonders and signs among the people. Certain members of the so-called synagogue of freedmen, Cyrenians and Alexandrians, and people from Sicilia and Asia, came forward and debated with Stephen, but they could not withstand the wisdom and the spirit with which he spoke. When they heard this, they were infuriated, and they ground their teeth at him. But he, filled with the Holy Spirit, "'looked up intently to heaven and saw the glory of God "'and Jesus standing at the right hand of God. "'He said, and he said, "'Behold, I see the heavens opened "'and the Son of Man standing at the right hand of God. "'But they cried out in a loud voice "'and covered their ears and rushed upon him together. "'They threw him out of the city and began to stone him. "'The witnesses laid down their cloaks "'at the feet of a young man named Saul. "'As they were stoning Stephen, he called out, "'Lord Jesus, receive my spirit.' Here's your response to psalm. Into your hands, O Lord, I commend my spirit. Be my rock of refuge, a stronghold to give me safety. You are my rock and my fortress. For your name's sake, you will lead and guide me. Into your hands, O Lord, I commend my spirit. Into your hands, I commend my spirit. You will redeem me, O Lord, O faithful God. I will rejoice and be glad because of your mercy. Into my hand, into your hands, O Lord, I commend my spirit. Rescue me from the clutches of my enemies and my persecutors. Let your face shine upon your servant. Save me in your kindness. Into your hands, O Lord, I commend my spirit. Alleluia, alleluia. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. The Lord is God and has given us light. Alleluia, alleluia. Gospel according to Matthew. Glory to you, O Lord. Jesus said to his disciples. Beware of men, for they will hand you over to courts and scourge you in their synagogues, and you will be led before governors and kings for my sake, as a witness before them and the pagans. When they hand you over, do not worry about how you are to speak or what you are to say. You will be given at that moment what you are to say, for it will not be you who speak, but the Father, but the Spirit of your Father speaking through you brother will hand over brother to death, and the father his child. Children will rise up against parents and have them put to death. You will be hated by all because of my name. But whoever endures to the end will be saved. Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. So, why are we talking about persecution when we're in the season of Christmas, of Christmastide? Well, We can't have a complete look at Christ if we only focus on his birth. We can't look at the whole picture of Christ if we only focus on his birth. Because his birth was going to be a contradiction. His whole life was going to be a contradiction. We see that in his ministry. We see that in his teachings. And how... The the uh, Pharisees and the scribes accepted or rejected him, or how they questioned him. We see that very very easily. What I want to focus on is this idea about persecution. Christ blatantly points it out in the gospel reading today. He blatantly says, "You're going to be persecuted. They're going to you're going to be handed over for my sake." And he says, I think it's in Mark. He says. If the world hates you, know it hated me first. He He tells us pointedly that there will be persecution, there will be suffering for my sake. And we need to accept that persecution. He says, whoever endures will be saved. So I've talked about this before. I've talked about the idea of this idea that the persecution is something that we need to not so much expect, but we shouldn't run from it. Too many people in today's culture want you to be comfortable where you are. They want you to sugarcoat how you live. They want you to sugarcoat your values for modern society. Modern society wants you to sugarcoat your values for modern society. The culture tells us this. Same-sex marriage is rampant. Abortion is rampant. Gender dysfunctionality is is rampant. You know, boys thinking they're women, women thinking they're men. This whole, this confusion is rampant. And society expects us To accept these things as okay. My friends, we cannot accept these as okay. We cannot sit idly by and say that we're going to accept same-sex marriages. We're not going to accept killing our youngest members of our society. We're not going to accept little children having the decision of what gender they are. We're not going to accept that. These are forms of persecution. And society tells you that these are good things. That same-sex marriage, abortion, gender dysfunctionality. These are all good things and they should be accepted. But your religious freedom? Oh, that means nothing. That means nothing. But everything else that we stand for means something. I find it interesting that we come to a crossroads almost in our lives where we have to ask, is the high road better than the one that's smooth and easy? Is the narrow road better than the wide? Is the road that is full of obstacles, and choices, better than the road that has no decisions that you just walk over as calmly as a, as, as a waterfall, as calmly as a stream? We have to ask ourselves these questions because it's being pointed out in today's gospel. Today's gospel, we see Christ vehemently speaking the truth that the persecution that we undergo is going to be expected. And we see it in today's society. You can't not turn on the news or read your local paper or read the news on your smartphone and see, oh, More abortion news or another cake decorator is being sued because of their religious beliefs. And I'm not here to get into the politics of it. That's a separate issue. I am here to simply say that the persecution that we experience for our faith should be embraced. Christ expects it of us us, as his followers. We're not meant to be on an easy road. We're not meant to be on a road that is comfortable. As St. John Paul II says, you were made for greatness, not comfort. You were made for great things, not comfort. And I think it's very true what he says. And he reminds us still in those words that... We are the hands and feet of Christ. So if Christ went through this persecution in his life, then we, as his hands and his feet, are, should expect to go through the same thing out of love for him. Look at St. Stephen in today's, in today's reading from Acts. You see that Stephen did not lose faith. St. Stephen didn't lose faith. Instead, he said, Lord, receive my spirit. His last words as he was being stoned for speaking the words of Christ to those who needed to hear it. Now, we don't see this in the United States. We don't see stonings. We don't see stonings. We don't see any of that. But in many countries where Christianity is a minority, it still happens. People are being killed for their faith. In the United States, it's more blatantly with Catholics. It's more anti-Catholic cynism than anything else. and it's not and you have to watch where you see the anti-Catholic biases. Sometimes a Protestant sermon sometimes a a, a, a Protestant will come up and, and ask you, if you're Catholic, why are you Catholic? You know you're not saved because you believe all you know all these other things. So there's the persecution there that may not be physical but it's still the persecution. How many of us stand up for our faith in those moments? How many of us stand up for our faith in those moments? You have to ask yourself also Is your faith strong enough to withstand that persecution? You know, that's the other part of it. Part of it is, A, expecting the persecution, but what happens when you get it? Is your faith strong enough to withstand the persecution that you're going to be dealt with? Do you have the facts that are necessary to deal with the persecution when it happens? I know it seems difficult to understand why we should be talking about persecution when we're in the season of Christmas. Because, of course, that's important. But you have to remember with Herod and the wise men. As you guys know, the story goes that these wise men went to Herod and said, We saw a star in the east. And, you know, the story goes and he says, go find out where the child is so I, too, can pay him homage. So what do the wise men do? They go and see the little babe wrapped in swaddling clothes in a manger. But an angel warns them to go another way because the angel knew what Herod wanted to do. He wanted to kill him. Because Herod was the ruler at that time. And he knew, and he thought, okay, this little child's going to usurp my power. Yeah, right. I don't think so. So again, Christ isn't even that old, and he's a sign of contradiction. That's where you see the murder of the holy innocents, where Jesus, Mary, and Joseph had to flee to Egypt, which at that time was part of the Holy Roman Empire. The Holy Roman Empire at that time was huge. So again, he's just a little babe, and he's a sign of contradiction at his young age. Maybe only a couple of days, maybe a couple of weeks old. Already a sign of contradiction. That would map his whole life. That would map his entire life. And since he had to deal with the persecution, then we too should expect to be persecuted. We too should expect to be called out for what we believe, but the question is: Can we defend what we believe? Do we have the strength necessary to defend and protect and spread what it is that we believe? Let's pray. In the name of the Father and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Lord, I thank you for this time together. I thank you that, in the face of persecution, that we can can be more bonded and strengthened to you because your whole life was a contradiction. It was a sign of contradiction for so many people, and that you suffered persecution means that we too should expect it. We too should expect the persecution that you endured. Give us the strength and the graces necessary to withstand that persecution. The strength to stand up for our faith and defend our faith and defend the church. Because she is going through a terrible time right now. And we need to defend her and her teachings and what she stands for. Let us be able to. To defend her and stand up for the persecution, no matter how hard it is, no matter how much it may hurt us, no matter what kind of contradiction it may cause. Let us follow in your footsteps, that we may have the strength to endure our daily crosses, no matter what they may be. I ask this, O Lord, in your precious and holy name. Amen. Name of the Father and the Son holy spirit amen as always three different ways to get a hold of me uh the anchor app if you have it if not um my email' is another one uh, cbaldwin dot baldwin fifteen sixteen at gmail.com is my new one again that's c dot i n fifteen sixteen at gmail.com. or my yahoo which is c dot s o b e y twenty three nine four Again, csobey com or my Facebook page, Catholic Reflections, what the mass readings mean for us today. As always, a pleasure to, to be with you all again tonight. God bless you all and I will see you on Thursday night. God bless you. Good night.